This is essential. 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 This is essential audio. Kish, Kish, we're on. Oh, sorry about that. You know I love a good holiday jingle. I guess I got lost in the moment. You want to kick this one off? Oh, sure. To the Money Pot, our podcast at Money 2020. I'm Rachel Morrissey, content producer at Money 2020 USA, and I'm here with Keisha Allison, our head of content at Money 2020 USA. So, hey, Keish, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, it's going. 2020 is about to be a wrap. I know the year felt endless at times, but still hard to believe that this one is almost past us. Anyway, I'm glad we had a chance to do another episode together before the year closes. Oh, me too. And from the sound of things, well, at least from the sound of your humming, I know you are really going to be into our topic today. <laughs> I really am. I love the holidays, Rachel, especially the weeks leading up. Things slow down a bit. I get to cash in all the vacation days I've been hoarding. And my absolute favorite, shopping. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good deal. So Black Friday and Cyber Monday are my favorite seasonal shopping events. Well, now I see why you chose this week's guest. Uh, You're on to me, Rachel. That's exactly why I asked Howard Grossfield, EVP and GM for U.S. Consumer Marketing at American Express to chat with us this week. I really wanted us to have a discussion on consumer holiday shopping. I'm really curious about what consumers are up to this season, you know, being the year that it's been. Yeah, I mean, there are so many questions, right? Are consumers spending more or less? What are they spending on? How are they paying? So yeah, Howard was the right guy to talk to for this one. Holiday shopping is starting earlier than ever, and that is already clear, right? No matter where you turn, no matter where you look, in terms of the frequency and volume of sales, promotions, it's no longer an Amazon Prime Day. It's a whole bunch of retailers that are participating uh, in creating shopping moments that I think are pulling holiday shopping sales forward. I have been seeing promos for Black Friday deals for weeks now. They have been everywhere. And to Howard's point, they weren't just for Amazon Prime Day. I'm definitely feeling a sort of retailer rush this season. As early as mid-October, retailers started to flood the market with early Black Friday deals. Everyone from retail giants like Walmart, Target, to small businesses, all have some sort of promo running right now. And according to Deloitte's annual holiday retail forecast, e-commerce holiday sales are projected to surge by 25% to 35%, compared to the 14.7% increase in 2019. There are definitely more retailers leaning into e-commerce this year, and it makes sense as we deal with the response to COVID. But we didn't just talk to Howard about the early start to holiday shopping. Like I said before, I really wanted to know the what and the how of it all. So we spent a good amount of time talking about the major shifts he's seeing in consumer behavior. And there were a couple that I wasn't expecting, like the fact that some consumers are actually planning to spend more on holiday gifts this year. Obviously, I want to recognize that a lot of households have had a very, very challenging year. But for a subset of households, I think they will. we will see them spend more this holiday season. If you look at our Amex trend decks, uh, 62% uh, of respondents said they expect to spend more on holiday gifts this year. And even if you look underneath the spend behavior and you ask the question, well, where is this spending coming from? What you see is it's a shift in those discretionary categories. 
you know, the discretionary categories are the things we don't necessarily need, but in our discretion, we like to purchase. And it is historically and traditionally family vacations, travel. And in a year when money in the household is not being spent on those things, uh, some of that money is being shifted to uh, increasing uh, the amount or volume of gifts uh, that people are spending uh, for their families. The Amex Trendex that Howard is referring to is their monthly report that indexes how consumers, small businesses, and merchants feel about things like spending, saving, and traveling. And even though I'm still surprised at the thought of some consumers planning to spend more, I guess I can see how it's possible if households are just planning to shift money from one pot to another. And I think when Howard was talking about the shifts in discretionary spending, you saw a longer Christmas list from your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's exactly where my mind went. More toys and more Robux. (laughs) Well, I'm not exactly sure what Robux are, but... I imagine that consumers have shifted all their untouched funds for vacation and travels to toys. With obvious move away from any immediate travel, there's tons of consumer data that reflects significant growth in categories like fitness and wellness, subscription services, and home furnishings. Those categories make sense. They're perfectly aligned with the more sedentary lifestyles we've all been living for the better part of this year. You know, Keish, we talked about consumer spend, and I'm wondering how much of that spend would actually be with small businesses. I kind of questioned if they were really equipped to compete in such a competitive e-commerce space. I worried about the likes of Amazon crushing small merchants too, but as you know, Howard wasn't concerned at all. More consumers than ever are open to the idea of diversifying the way they spend and actually making sure an important share of their online spend goes to small businesses. And so I think as a result, if small businesses focus on the where and how, uh, they can explore e-commerce options. And there's lots of wonderful uh, ways in which they can do that to really zero in and take advantage of this moment. I think they can, first and foremost, get their fair share of e-commerce spend. Focus and love for small businesses, that's not going away. I don't think it ever will. Uh, it's really going to be a question around those small businesses if I find a way to compete effectively. Increasingly, small merchants are equipping themselves for a piece of that e-commerce pie. 70% of merchants Amex surveyed have prioritized e-commerce and 40% of small merchants have adopted or plan to adopt e-commerce. Oh, I really like those adoption numbers. And I am glad more small businesses are moving in this direction. A lot of larger corporations are doubling down in their efforts to help small businesses this year. And to Amex's credit, they've been helping small businesses way before pandemic relief efforts. Back in 2010, they launched Small Business Saturday, which encourages consumers to do their holiday shopping with small businesses, both in-store and online. But Howard also spoke to us about some more recent initiatives that build on national events like Small Business Saturday, and focus on supporting a specific segment of the small business community, minority-owned businesses. Um, More recently, uh, in a collaboration with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, we launched Coalition to Back Black Businesses with a $10 million uh, commitment uh, to fund a grant program that supports Black-owned businesses uh, recovering in the U.S. over the next four years. And then we just announced a commitment to provide access to capital and financial education to 250,000 Black-owned small and medium-sized businesses in the U.S. 
um, as well as a partnership with iFund Women of Color uh, to provide 100 Black female entrepreneurs with grants of $25,000 each and access to 100 days of business resources. And so we're really trying to continue to enhance and grow a program that's been in existence for 11 years. American Express is taking an inclusive look at the road to recovery for small merchants. And I'm also thrilled to see that minority-owned businesses are getting the tools and support they need to compete with the larger retailers. I mean, something has to level the playing field. I could not agree with you more. So, we know people are still spending during the pandemic, and we have some ideas about what they are spending their money on and who they are spending their money with. But of course, what I want to get to now is the way consumers are paying. If you kind of focus in on the way we pay piece, we're seeing fundamental changes. We're seeing an acceleration of a bunch of changes that were already underway that are rapidly speeding up. So if you think about the role of contactless, 58% of consumers are now more likely to use contactless. A third of merchants are either taking steps or have taken steps uh, to put contactless in place. And so contact, contactless is accelerating and it is here to stay. In addition to contactless, we also discussed all the other pre-COVID payment and shopping trends that are now accelerating. You know, the usual suspects pre-ordering, mobile apps, digital wallets. And I wasn't expecting this one to creep into a chat about holiday consumer trends, but we also talked about debit. A subtle trend that's also important is growth in debit overall, as we see larger segments that aren't typically uh, involved in online, whether it is the baby boomer or the older generation or the teenage generation, uh, the speed and issuance of debit to enable online commerce uh, is also accelerating. Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, during COVID, debit has basically become the replacement for cash. And with cash traditionally being used for essentials like groceries, it makes sense that we're seeing an uptick there. I guess what surprised me there is that people are not overindulging in their credit limits. Don't get me wrong. Staying on top of your finances is a good thing. Hashtag PFM. <laughs> It's a great thing. And the peak in interest we are seeing in PFM is yet another symptom of 2020. I mean, according to American Express's Trendex, 57% of consumers are more concerned about their financial health and building savings since the pandemic started. Like I said, hashtag PFM. <laughs> so should we move into how consumers are paying? Go for it. I think what's interesting as well is what's happening at point of sale. So in addition to the way we pay, it's the how we pay for it that is also changing and accelerating. If you think about flexible financing options, you know, the classic um, pay over time or installment loans, you're seeing more and more uh, consumers use financing and installment or pay over time features like American Express Planet at point of sale. Buy now, pay later. Another one of our pre-COVID trends we are seeing take off, and one that the likes of Afterpay and Klarna are benefiting from. It's also an interesting contrast to the uptick in consumer interest in PFM and the move towards debit versus credit. But that's a whole other show. It sure is. So, there is one more trend we have to touch on, and it's a good one. I was wondering when you were going to say the T word. Travel. I know it's a weird convo to have given the timing, 
We all are dealing with the virus and lockdowns, but here again, consumers surprised me. The last point I'll make is travel will come back. Uh, the when is the big question that's being debated, but there is no debate, at least in my view, around the fact that travel will come back. And we see that across all of the surveys that we are doing, and we are already seeing people book farther and farther out, uh, dreaming, wishing, thinking about where and how they're going to take family and friends on vacation. So travel for the future is a gift they hope they receive this holiday season. With Pfizer and now Moderna announcing what look like promising vaccine candidates, I think we'll start seeing consumers act with more confidence when it comes to travel. I mean, just listen to some of those stats on consumers' travel in 2021 from Amex's global holiday season spending report. I mean, 54% of consumers said they were interested in an international trip next year, and 58% are up for a domestic trip, and 58% interested in receiving an experience as a gift. And all of these consumers were surveyed just before the news of the vaccine breakthroughs. It's not that I thought travel would never come back. I just did not anticipate consumer appetite for travel to come back this fast. Maybe someone will gift me a trip or experience that I can take in 2021. Preferably for the second half of the year, somewhere warm, on a beach, just putting it out there. Well, make sure the right person is listening to this episode to make your holiday wish come true. <laughs> so I think that's a good place for us to wrap up. <laughs> I think so, too. And that's it for this episode of The Money Pot. We want to thank Howard Grossfield, EVP and GM for U.S. Consumer Marketing at American Express for his incredible stories and insights. We also want to thank our awesome producer, Roland Bottenham. And if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe for your podcasts and give us a review. It helps others find the show. And if you have any ideas for the show, please send them to podcast at money2020.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy shopping. This is Essential. 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 This is Essential Audio.